Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. The hot new technology in voting machines is paper. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. DRE is the acronym in election speak that stands for Direct Recording Electronic Voting Machines, the kind that record votes directly into a computer's memory, often with no paper trail. And in an effort to boost security and ensure more reliable counts, across the country officials have been replacing them with voting machines that produce a paper ballot. There has been noticeable progress on this front, according to a recent report from the nonprofit Verified Voting and the Brennan Center for Justice. In 2016, about 22 percent of registered voters were in jurisdictions that used DREs. By 2020, that figure had fallen to 9 percent and could drop considerably more this year. But Megan Meyer, co-author of the Verified Voting report, says there's still work to be done to replace what's left of these outdated machines. We use age of equipment as one way of measuring equipment usage and changes through time. Election equipment doesn't suddenly become too old after it's been in the field for 10 years versus nine years. But um, what is most important is for local jurisdictions to replace that equipment that's no longer being manufactured. Yeah. And one of the things I found very interesting um, in your report was you actually talk to people on the ground, election officials that are, you know, they are the eyes and ears out in the world uh, when it comes to this issue. One of them told you that he felt lucky to be able to get spare parts for discontinued systems. What did you make of that when you heard that? And I'll credit our partners at the Brennan Center for talking to the to that election official. I have spoken to many, many election officials over the last few years. And one of the things that I hear a lot is that concern with planning properly for when they can make those purchases, because it's sort of like buying a new car. You need to make that purchase before your current car stops working. And you want to do it if you can do a trade-in. You want there to be trade-in value, but you don't want to make that purchase while you still have a relatively new car, 
right? Trying to be fiscally responsible. So it's very concerning to hear that folks aren't able to find spare parts or get proper maintenance done on the equipment that they have. And so what is standing in the way of that? So we've seen great progress toward replacing less secure equipment, toward replacing the equipment that's no longer manufactured. We want to keep that going. And what we really need is sustained federal funding so that election officials can plan ahead and prepare for when they need to replace the technology when it's right for their jurisdiction, not just when that money is there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Dramali. We're back with Megan Meyer. I wonder if you can just remind us why this is so important. How did this become an issue? Security experts advocated against the use of direct recording electronic voting machines without verifiable paper audit trails. They don't produce a paper record of the voters' selections. So not only can the voter not check their selections after they voted and before they cast their ballot. Those selections are just recorded directly into computer memory. But then also election officials can't use any sort of paper record because one doesn't exist to do a meaningful post-election audit to check the results of the election. So it's really good that we've moved away from those over the years. That was Megan Meyer at Verified Voting. We'll link to Verified Voting's report. It's called Costs for Replacing Voting Equipment in 2024, and it's on our website, marketplacetech.org. Megan and her co-authors estimate that the bill for replacing remaining paperless electronic voting machines could run up to $37.5 million. The Brennan Center has also written about how longstanding safeguards can help stop election deniers who've tried to refuse certifying valid election results. Attacks on certification did not end after insurrectionists, at the urging of Donald Trump, stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, in a bid to stop Congress from certifying the results of an election Joe Biden had won. The report reads the attacks merely shifted to the local and state level. In this year's presidential election, security concerns loom large as more people closely scrutinize vote counts and try to sow doubt in election officials and how accurately they count votes. A recent article in the Minnesota Star Tribune explains one example of these tensions in Rice County, where people have demanded officials get rid of electronic votings altogether and count ballots the old-fashioned way, by hand. Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.